Welcome to the podcast. This is Coach Sarah Lacey of Nourish and Nurture. I show frazzled emotional eaters how they can lose fat, gain a ton of energy, regain body confidence and find actionable ways to take care of themselves. I can support you to de-stress your way to lasting weight loss without the need to ban your favourite foods, avoid holidays or nights out, nor do you have to do endless hours of cardio in the gym, unless you want to. I teach you how to master macros, mood and mindset so that you can enjoy lasting, sustainable weight loss by attending to easily actionable mood and mindset hacks that I have acquired across my 18 years as a psychological coach. Check out what I do and the results I get by popping over to www.nourishandnurture and check out the details of the upcoming intake of my Food and Mood Freedom Academy at www.emotionalregulationcoaching.com. Now let's jump into today's podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. We're going to talk about stress eating today because I think it's such an important topic. I think we've all experienced it and I know that I see a lot of this within my client population and uh, followers would express difficulties with stress eating, uh, understanding it, but also then managing it. So stress eating can have a significant impact on various aspects of your life, including emotional health and financial costs. And I think it's really important to really understand those costs, especially if you are feeling stuck with your weight loss or fat loss goals and wondering what you can do about it. So stress eating in itself does increase, not decrease, stress, guilt and shame. I think initially we can always think about stress eating as that in the moment fix or in the moment way to manage our emotions. And it's very normal, very common, but it's just not that effective in the long term for our body image or self-esteem or our mood. Stress eating also increases the likelihood of needing medical or therapeutic support, both of which can be expensive. It can affect work performance where you have to take days off work. Stress can make relationships harder. It affects sleep. It obviously affects digestion, which we know. Training performance can go down or even motivation to train as well. And it may make us delay important decisions because it undermines our confidence. It tends to make you feel like you can't cope or that you won't succeed in a chosen action. And this is especially the case with regards to fat loss. So something I teach my clients is stress management strategies based on my 18 year career as a CBT counsellor, which is a very practical type of therapy. CBT is very uh, problem and solution focused. Uh, mostly the latter and so there are loads of actionable strategies people can engage in to reduce stress which further reduces the likelihood of stress eating. Let's turn to different clusters of costs so the emotional costs, the health costs and financial costs. So firstly the emotional costs there's a couple that I wanted to make a, a, a mention of here because they're so important. So emotional distress is one emotional cost. Stress eating often happens as a response to emotional distress. It leads to temporary relief from stress or anxiety, yes, but it usually is followed by feelings of guilt, shame and regret. 
And so the emotional highs and lows associated with stress eating can lead to a whole roller coaster of emotions, which can then further fuel more stress eating or other behaviours that you tend to do when you're stressed, which are usually suboptimal in terms of our health and well-being. Um, reduced self-esteem is another cost in terms of emotion, emotional costs. So the constant stress eating can negatively impact on your self-esteem and body image, where we feel ashamed of our lack of control with regards to eating habits, which can then further increase stress and anxiety. It can cause real relationship strain. And I think sometimes this is forgotten about uh, or not necessarily taken on board in the way that it should be in order to try to manage it differently. But emotional eating can strain relationships with family and friends and even to the point where people will withdraw from social activities, preferring to eat in isolation, which can then impact on their social connections and support systems where people will start to withdraw from them in response to them avoiding social occasions because they might misconstrue that avoidance as the person not wanting to socialise with them anymore. So it can make people feel very isolated. And also it can cause a dependence on food for comfort. So it can make you feel like you need to rely on food as, as the primary source of comfort. And that can really hinder development of healthier coping strategies for managing stress, leading to that perpetual vicious cycle of stress and emotional eating. So those are some of the emotional costs. Let's turn to the health costs, which are really important as well. The first I would want to mention is obviously that the health costs associated with stress eating and unmanaged stress levels is that weight gain and obesity can be a result. Excessive stress eating can contribute to weight gain and in the long term obesity. And obesity is associated with so many health issues like heart disease, diabetes and joint problems, just to name a few. We can also find that we have nutritional deficiencies. So we become deficient in certain nutrients because we're usually eating hyperpalatable uh, calorie dense, not nutrient dense foods. Uh, stress eating typically involves the consumption of those on or less healthy, not necessarily unhealthy, but less healthy, high calorie foods. And then that can lead to overall deficiencies, which affect your energy, affect your mood, affect your work and training performance, just generally how you feel and you will feel run down and then you're more susceptible to illness because your immunity will be lower. Digestive problems can be another result. So overeating, especially when stressed, can lead to digestive issues like indigestion, acid reflux and bloating. And we, we, we know that with the bloating, no one wants to feel that. In fact, if anything, that can be another trigger to hitting the fecket button and going back into a cycle of stress eating because you might think, well, I'm bloated anyway. What's the point in trying? I failed. And it can really feed a, a cluster of unhelpful thoughts which then lead to more stress eating. Insulin resistance is another one. Uh, so consistent consumption of the sugary and high fat foods can lead to insulin resistance, increasing the risk of type 2 diabetes. So that's a big one. And then there's the mental health issue. So the link between stress eating and mental health is well established in research. Stress eating always tends to exacerbate or lead to conditions like depression and anxiety and Life is hard enough. We do not need to add further fuel to the fire by uh, doing things that impact on our mental health. Financial costs of stress and stress eating then. So 
increased food expenses that's what we'll see with frequent stress eating obviously that involves eating more and we need to buy more food to fuel that appetite and so we're you know purchasing comfort foods or takeout meals or ready meals uh, which can then lead to increased uh, food expenses over time then there's medical bills so i mean there's specific health problems related to stress eating that can result in higher medical bills Treatments like for obesity-related conditions like diabetes or heart disease can be costly, especially when nowadays, if you want to see a medical professional, um, sometimes you have to go private and that will cost more. Missed work days is a big one I see as well. So stress-related health issues can lead to missed work days due to illness or doctor's appointments and that results in a loss of income. Many people also seek therapy or counselling to address the emotional aspects of stress eating and these services obviously come with their own financial costs as well. And reduced productivity. So stress eating can lead to reduced productivity both at work or in relationships and in just day-to-day life due to the emotional and physical consequences of that behaviour of stress eating. So I think understanding the emotional health and financial costs of stress eating is really essential for us to begin to break that vicious cycle. I help stressed out women to use a combination of psychological and nutrition coaching to address stress eating and to develop healthier coping strategies, all of which lead to weight loss, supercharged confidence and feeling generally really well and just healthy within themselves, living their best lives. So if you're done with stress eating from a health or weight loss perspective, feel free to DM me for a free stress busting session to remove some of your barriers to weight loss and wellness. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you'd like to hear a specific topic featured in future episodes relating to fat loss or mental health, leave a comment below. If you're interested in a new approach to weight loss, a way to de-stress your way to weight loss and have lasting results by having access to a mental health specialist of 18 years and an award-winning nutrition coach at your disposal, do message me on Instagram at nourishandnurture or email me at nourishandnurtureni at gmail.com or you can message me on WhatsApp. I'll catch you in the next episode.